that you have just been invaded by. Hey there, guys, this is DJ Slope from Slope's Game Room, and you're listening to Slope's Cast, the retro gaming news show recorded live on Twitch on the 11th of February 2021. In today's episode, we're going to be chatting about Games Master, the legendary video game show coming back to our screens, Lunark, the upcoming indie game that takes pretty much all of its inspiration from Flashback, a new indie schmuck, which is a crossover of Cuphead and 90s Cartoon Network shows. Crash Bandicoot 4 making its way over to other systems, CD Projekt Red getting hacked, the creator of Rez teasing his new game, and of course, our Kickstarter link of the week, which is Battleaxe. All of that on today's episode, with my co-host Grizzly Cryden and special guests Larry Bundy Jr., Mike Towns, and King Monkey. If you like the podcast and you want to be in for a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider becoming a Patreon or YouTube member. And if you have any particular news stories you would like us to cover, then please do let us know in the dedicated room over on Discord. But right now, let's get on with the show. So let's get into this. And um, actually, you know what? It's a pretty good thing that we've got Mr. Larry Bundy Jr., a.k.a. Guru Larry here, a.k.a. DJ Slope, a.k.a. Kim Justice, a.k.a. every other British YouTuber. Because the first topic we're going to be chatting about today... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and uh, Top Hat Gamer Man, sorry. I yeah. Didn't mean to forget him. And him, the one we do not talk about. <laughs> let's chat about Games Master, Larry. Let's. Now, growing up... In the nineties, Games Master was uh, something I always forgot was on. But when it, when I did remember, it was a it was a pretty big moment when I was allowed to watch it. Like pretty exciting stuff. And um, the last great British TV gaming show, would you say? Well, apart from the ones I presented, yeah, yeah they're all right. Oh, fuck off, we go there. They're all right. Well, it might be coming back. Really? What? It looks like show? it is coming back. My show's coming no, no, back. Not, not your TV oh. show, Larry. No, 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 no. Oh, I had my hopes up there. Games oh. Master might be coming back. Grizzly, tell us a little bit more. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Channel 4 is currently shopping the idea. Um, it's going to potentially go onto the E4 channel. Um, God knows who's going to replace Patrick Moore. Um, to, but there, we'll, we'll get to the, the discussion part after this. Um, but yeah, so the idea is is that instead of having the usual like challenge system where the public come up and and play against like uh, I think it's a video was it videators or am I yeah, thinking of something completely thing? No, they just Game, play uh, challenge against times and stuff and yeah, Dominic that's Dominic's right. Win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which was sharp as a sharp yeah. as a knife. Um, Instead, they're talking about bringing along celebrities to take part in the challenges. Um, that would be the usual Games Master tropes of races, fights, and virtual battles across dual genres of gaming under the watchful eye of the all-knowing Games Master. And each week, at least one celeb will be eliminated. And over the three episodes, five or five will become one and the winner will be crowned. They'll play each other at everything from iconic classics to brand new releases and there's plenty more to come in the near future provided that they can get the partners that they're looking for so interesting it is interesting and instantly you know my mind gets to very excited great new gaming tv show you know it's never a bad thing but at the same time i'm imagining what it was like and i'm thinking oh my god ain't it great when they're playing on like 
you know, the Mega Drive and all these old systems. And that's not what it's going to be, is it? That's just totally not what it's going to be. And I think if they do go modern, which obviously they should, um, the, the whole aesthetic of the show is going to be modern. And I feel like it's going to lose its touch unless they keep it retro or at least have a bit of both. I'm At first, I was excited about it. But the more I thought about it, I'm just a bit like, uh, do I want this to happen? What about you, King Monkey? Do you want this to happen? Yeah, I think anything that gets games on TV is fine. Um, like you say, it's not going to be the same format. It's unrealistic because basically to get the same audience, it's not going to happen. The only people who'd be interested in that is like the retro gaming community, which isn't large enough to make it like viable as a financial thing to put to a TV producer, is it? So they've got to take kind of make some like, let's just say changes to that format. Um, I think if they can mix it. It'll work, um, but it all depends on how well it's done. Obviously, um, if it was me, I'd just put everything in 16 via 9 via RF cable just to see <laughs> uh, how many people give you some publicity on the first episode. Put it through the CRT filter. You, you've actually got one of the uh, golden joysticks, haven't you, Larry? i got two of them now. Oh, wow. You, <laughs> you collect them. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like the Highlander of joysticks. Nice. <laughs> i got to... Um, play a little bit of your joystick when i when i came over to see you i remember last time yeah. was... you, say, you say you wouldn't bring this up you specifically said you wouldn't bring this up <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's especially on the on the slopes cast of all venues all right it's all coming out now it's all coming out now including larry's golden joystick so larry are you excited for this um no absolutely not uh, is it a reboot or a new it's no, games master in name only i mean what yeah, I reckon. I mean, uh, Dominic Diamond's not been asked to be involved. Patrick Moore's dead, um, and uh, like I said, none of the original people involved have anything to do with this thing. It's name only. It's going to be exactly like that Rob Beckett's playing for time that came out last year that died on its ass. It's, it's that. I literally didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, okay. Well, well Dara Brian's going eight bit. Well, that that was fairly decent until they started uh, pushing poor old Steve. What's his name out of the park market and and. And guys sorely focused on sort of uh, celebrities that have abs- clearly got absolutely nothing that interests in video games. Yeah. So it's going to be yeah. this sort of. Yeah, celebrity- you can tell. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a vehicle for a bunch of bloody stand up comedians yet again. Uh, Russell Howard. Or, or yeah. No, or, yeah, all that, uh, Ramil Ramesh and people like that, because he's not on television every five and a half nanoseconds. Uh, he is. He's not on every other bloody show. It was him. Uh, but. Um, no, it's 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 going to be a load of like like I said, it's going to be a load of probably either extra ex Big Brother contestants or people on Celebrity Love Island and shit like that who come together. Got no interest in video games. That's just going to be the crux for it. That's, so then again, then people are going to come out, yeah, and everybody's going to come out and say, "Oh, well, terrible it is," and then t- it's going to convince television that once again that nobody wants a TV show about video games because nobody wants this crap on television. That's what it's going to be. Yeah, there's also a very fundamental difference between Games Master in the 90s and now, and that is pretty much everything gaming related, whether it be retro gaming or modern gaming, is done through YouTube. I mean, there are hundreds of thousands of shows which either take the Games Master concept or have completely rendered it redundant because you have all of these bedroom creators or the the content creators just creating shows of their own. After saying that, I'm also in the mind of the fact that the fact that they're using the Games Master name also makes me think that they might try and make it 
more tailored towards that retro cow that know what Games Master is. It's really, really... I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. Obviously, I'm going to watch it to at least see what it's like. But I am worried, as much as I love Jimmy Carr, I'm, I am worried it's going to be a Jimmy Carr-run show. No, it's not. It's Channel 4. It's going to be uh, presented by Richard O'Ady, isn't it? You, I was just thinking that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a league requirement. That every show has to be presented by Richard O'Ady. I'm just waiting for that tech monocle to come up on on Moss's face. It's just, it's going to happen. Well, I, I just, I, I'm worried it's going to be some, like you say, some stand-up comedian that takes the piss out of gamers presenting a gaming show. You know what I mean? Oh, look, look at these nerds. They're all nerds. Exactly, exactly. Um and to be to be fair that's not too dissimilar from dominic diamond so i mean uh it doesn't sound like you know games master coming back great news big news as soon as i heard it i thought incredible but now i'm sitting on a podcast with five guys that all remember it fondly mike towns did you grow up listening uh watching uh games master uh they didn't have it over here but now i see the logo um did they make a magazine of it yes they did yeah yeah long running very long running yeah they sold that over here so Going down the list here, starting with Grizzly, out of, say, like, five, how excited are you? Is five being the most excited? It's got, it's got to be a two. I mean, with that description, you've the celebrity, uh, like, celebrity video game-related thing, I can see where it's going to go, or at least where I think it's going to go. The only thing that really stands out to me as a plus point is the fact that they mentioned classic games in the, in the press release. Okay. Those retro games like Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like SSX, SSX Tricky and uh, and all of that. But the, the thing that um, with, you, you don't have Dominic Diamond, you don't have Patrick Moore, and you probably maybe might not get Dave Perry either. Don't even have Dexter Flexer. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, can't have, um, you can't have your Games Master without a, that classic Dave Perry moment, I think. Out of five, Larry, where do you stand, man? Uh, oh, one. One, I just dread it. Like, oh, you are fully not bothered. No, it's it's like I said, it's Games Master name only. I mean, it's like I might as well start a YouTube channel and put Games Master on it. It's just as related. Mm. Master Larry. What about you, King Monkey? Yeah, I'll put it at three. I'll just stay optimistic. But I'd, it's just, like I say, it's another Rob Beckett type thing, isn't it, really? So don't get your hopes up. Set the bar low and then you never know. You could be pleasantly surprised. I'm probably around about the same as you, if I'm honest, about that free-ish mark. Because I'm, I'm optimistic just to see, you know, how it goes. Um, okay, so moving over to topic two, uh, Lunark. Now, this is something that popped up recently when I was uh, browsing on Steam for something new. Uh, yeah, Lunark is an 80s and 90s classic-inspired 2D platformer. And when I say inspired, it's essentially flashback um pretty much the, the same game um uh in the even the way that the actual character uh, moves around and everything it looks so incredibly similar and um i mean there's not really much to say about this it's coming out a little bit later on this year including onto the switch um other than the fact that i'm actually very excited for it i'm definitely going to be picking it up flashback is obviously a fantastic game um massively groundbreaking um yeah, I'm going to be picking it up. <laughs> Has anybody else here checked this one out? Grizzly, Grizzly, I mean, you've obviously looked this up as well. Yeah, I mean, this is this is completely my kind of wheelhouse. I love that pixelated rotoscope style. Um, I remember seeing it in games like Desert Child, and of course I grew up with the likes of Another World or Out of This World for the, the Americans in the room. Um, and of course, Flashback. 
And uh, I don't know, it's it's got that 80s like sci-fi aesthetic down. Um, and it's, it goes for cinematics with really simple uh, sprites. The only thing I'm not too keen on is the over it's potential overuse of like dialogue or narrative. I do like it when games like this just tell a story without like necessarily telling you the story. But um, no, it, there's, there's clearly a lot to uh, a lot to like about the way they've approached the aesthetics here. So yeah, I'm very excited to see how this one ends up. For sure, for sure. Have you had a chance to have a look at it, Gary? Um, Gary, Guru, Larry, <laughs> Gary, Gary. Oh, we almost slipped up there. Hello, Gary. Yeah, I, I have not. No, unfortunately, not. Oh, no. That's the end of that for you then, uh, King Monkey. What do you think of this? Yeah, saw so the um, video on YouTube. It does look good. Um, I'm not a massive like person into flashback and other world and stuff, just because of the time it takes to get through them. Um, so I've never played them properly, um, but it does look one of those games that's just perfect for the Switch. Oh, it really is. It, it, the Switch is it's, it's made, isn't it? It's made for this sort of stuff, and it, it gets it to a bigger crowd than rather it going on Steam and everyone forgetting about it a year or two down the line. Um, what about you, uh, Mike Towns? Have you had a chance to check this one out? Uh, Naughty now, I really like the look of it though. Yeah, it's. it's- it's, it's almost like they've gone for an even more minimalistic look than the original flashback. The green guy reminds me of like something from Abe's Odyssey. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, again, that's nothing but a bad thing. We've got a new um, Abe's Odyssey-esque game coming out a little bit later on this year. Uh, this year? Yeah, I believe it is this year, actually. Um, I have yeah. like old sort of retro gaming formative memories of being like six years old. And my brother brought his old DOS computer to my house. Like he'd moved out about a year beforehand. And... He stayed up all night finishing another world, and I woke up every now and then, like taking a look at it. Like, I picked up Flashback on Switch like recently for like four bucks. So like, I love that sort of rotoscope look. Yeah, I uh, annoyingly bought it at full price when it first came out, and then it went crazy on sale like a week later. And that limited edition you can pick up now for about ten or fifteen quid. Oh, it's a, oh, that annoys me that day because it comes with an American cartridge. Yeah, yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, blue one, yeah. I mean, it, doesn't, it wasn't even a bloody SNES game to begin with. It was, an, well, it was technically an Mega Drive game that got ported to the Amiga and then got ported to everything else. The Americans don't half love the SNES, though, don't they? Especially when you say it like that, SNES. <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting you mentioned like the, the, D, the D-Res like, pixel aesthetic because that is like, I don't know, it seems to be like the cardinal sin of indie, independent game developers. They They look at retro and they think that I don't know, things just need that few less pixels to look retro. And that just, I don't know, like sometimes I absolutely hate this, but then you see these like beautiful cutscenes in this game and I don't know, it gives me hope that they've actually taken a bit more of a considered approach rather than saying, yeah, exactly. It's got that, it's got that movement structure to it. And that's, that's enough to annoy most modern gamers, I think. Um, but I also like that. I also like the deliberateness of the movement in those games, so there's definitely something to like. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I do. I'm, I'm I'm not at the stage where I'm getting bored of every every indie game having to be pixel based because looking back, games always tried to look better, even even the pixel art style. Um, and, and you know, it got to a point when they were practically cartoons you were watching like you know when i when i look at wario land shake it or um obviously cuphead and stuff like that and i feel like that's the the true progression to a retro game so i mean i would have preferred if they went down um uh, either a, a far more detailed pixel uh route or even having it animated but again i mean I'm pushing to the stars there I and mean, that's, that's that's a huge undertaking i 
I th- I think if we kept stay- staying on with sprite artwork, we'd have gone towards something like Sonic Mania. I think that sort of style. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the, uh, the, the their Sega Saturn version of what they thought of Sonic. Yeah, game I know, but there'd be yeah. sprites with far more colours as well, as well as higher resolution. But I've always wanted an, a fully hand-drawn animated, uh, the same way like they do with the Wario Land Shake It and Cuphead and whatever, um, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog game. Um, it's this- well, they tried that, didn't they? They tried it with the um, Saturday AM artwork for a Mega Drive game, but it got cancelled. Actually, they made a couple. Yeah, it was um, Yeah, the preview video. I think the biggest crime here is um, when Ubisoft came out with Rayman Origins and Rayman Legends, they essentially created like a sub-brand called UbiArt. They only did a couple of games, which are the aforementioned, and then the game called Child of Eden. Uh, was it Child of Eden? Or no, something else. Yeah, and they also did um, Valiant Hearts as well. Yeah, that first World War game, yeah. I enjoyed that. I completed that. Oh, Valiant Hearts, yeah. The idea of that was it was a tool set. You could essentially license that out to any game developer um, and then be able to use that that artwork or that I, the whole idea of building games within that engine. And I would love to have seen a Sonic game in that style. And Oh, yeah. It's just it's criminal that they are not using that at the, at the moment. Yeah. Like give me give me a Valiant Hearts two more Rayman Legend stuff like anything like that I was I was so in love with that style I thought it was absolutely gorgeous and I mean for someone like me obviously I'm I'm not the mass market but that that's like the best stuff at Ubisoft could have ever done <laughs> I absolutely adored that definitely but um yeah uh, but still you know they they know exactly what market they're going for with this the way he walks the way he slows down when he runs everything in this new uh, Lunark game looks exactly like uh, flash flashback and then definitely not trying to hide that. So if you're a fan of flashback, then it's definitely, definitely worth keeping an eye out for. It's just our music, really. I mean, it's just decades repeating upon themselves because people run out of ideas or they get the inspiration. It's just self-perpetuating cycle. What I've noticed too is, a, like with saying about the sort of pixel art of indie games nowadays, a... A few years ago, it looked closer to sort of NES, NES, Master System, even sort of Game Boy looking stuff. But over the last year or so, uh, you got like this, which the colors and the pixels and stuff look closer to a Game Boy Advance game. And there's a lot of stuff looking like PlayStation games now and stuff. So like it's almost catching up as the years go. I do like it when they push the boundaries, though. Uh, another good example is a game called Valfaris, um, which is pixel art, but technically not they cheated it which is a great thing that I, I, my understanding is they they tried to do uh, the same sort of animation style that they did for uh, games like the later trilogy of mortal kombat games where it was like i can't think of the word how they rotoscoped the character and then they put a heavy pixel filter over it so it actually looked like it was just so insanely smoothly animated uh, but still pixelated and i just thought that that was a really really clever way of doing it um yeah, that was, that's another very, very good indie. Is that game a bit well. like Shaq, Shaq Fu in that respect? I suppose so. Um, yeah. <laughs> you found a, a good good thing about Shaq Fu there. Did you play the sequel to Shaq Fu? Uh, no, I've, I've, I bought it because it is in a bargain bin from Game or something. I said it for a fiver, but I never... Yeah. It's awful. <laughs> I like the fact they spent all that time in the, in the previews mocking the original, and then they made a game that's even worse. How did you manage to do that? 
It's like the, the, the first, it's essentially like a Streets of Rage game rather than a one-on-one fighter now. And I remember playing it at, um, at an expo at Res, I think it was. And, um, you know, I'm going around, I'm punching people. It seemed, it felt, you know, very generic, but very okay. I mean, I love those sort of games, um, you know, Streets of Rage, what have you. And um, I instantly walked up to someone to try and grab them, you know, so you can punch them or throw them, whatever. And you just walk through them. And I'm like, come on. They nailed this, like, back in the 8-bit days, like, why haven't you even done that? That's that's such a basic thing. Um, I bought it on release, like big mistake. It is quite impressive though that they were able back in the nineties, let alone the the Shaq Fu two, that they were able to market Shaquille O'Neal, you know, basketball star that very few people in Europe really knew about, unless they were like deeply into the sport. Unless they see on a source Shazam, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just. That that's the true win of Shaq Fu, isn't it? Like, it doesn't matter how bad the game is. The fact that it got Shaquille O'Neal into the minds of like people for even a brief moment was quite impressive. Yeah, and uh, Mr. Sanchini uh, corrected us. Child of Eden is the um, uh, the Res guys game. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to try and say his name. Tetsui uh, Mitsugushi. Mitsugushi. Um, uh, the UB Art game is Child of Light. Let's go. But firstly, moving over to uh, topic three, which is actually quite uh, a nice follow-on from the one we're talking about here. So there's a company called Fumi Games, and they are developing a game called uh, Galaxy Taxi. And like I say, this follows on perfectly. This is a hand-drawn, or at least they're going for that, hand-drawn, animated, as they put it, 90s cartoon network art style shmup. Um, It's so, so obviously inspired by um, Cuphead. It hurts. Uh, but, um, I mean, I can't deny I want more Cuphead, so <laughs> this is actually a good thing for me. Uh, who has seen this? Grizzly, you have obviously seen this. You were the guy that's put these together. What, what's your initial thoughts on this? So, I, I kind of just found this while searching through Twitter. Uh, I, I follow a few indie game feeds because you, you see some crazy stuff that you either see turn into a Kickstarter project or a final release or just you never see again. But I saw I, I saw this game like uh, just just this trailer and I had to say it was just fantastic. And I love the Cuphead aesthetic. I love like 90s Cartoon Network and that's clearly what they're trying to do here. And I don't know, it just really like, stuck out to me as something I want to keep my eyes on. And I've absolutely no idea who Fumi Games are. I don't think they've even had a project before this. And I apologise uh, if anyone from Fumi Games is watching this and going, well, we, we, we did we did this game. But, you know, at the end of the day, like this has caught my interest. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes, if it goes anywhere. And uh, make sure you send us a link to your Kickstarter if it goes on there. Because I want to, uh, I want to support you. What, what do you think on this one, King Monkey? Uh, the art style looks amazing, doesn't it? Uh, it's right up my street. Definitely interested. Um, I never really got round to playing Cuphead just because the amount of people that told me it's rock solid, and I'm just like stuff like that makes me throw controllers. So, um, but yeah, this looks like something I'd like definitely want to get uh, get hold of. Um, just going through their websites, they're the Polish developers that have done like a couple of mobile games before it. Um, but that's it. So I think it's their first big, looks like it's going to be their first big thing that they're doing. Yeah, I am. Um, that's the one thing I'm worried about. It definitely does look like it could go one of two ways. It could be another Cuphead, which 
I, 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 it's hard to say that it's going to be that because Cuphead had so much money pumped into it to be able to end up coming out the way it did and, you know, feel the way it does. I mean, the game feels brilliantly. It's such a good, uh, well-controlled game. And I'm hoping it's going to be more like that rather than a mobile flashy-looking game, which it could also fall down into that uh, category as well. So it's a... it's um, I'm, I'm, Like I say, I hope it's going to be even nearly as good as, uh, as controlling as, as Cuphead. Um, have you checked this one out, Larry? Is this the game that everybody was moaning about that was a complete knockoff of Cuphead a while ago? No, you're, you're thinking of a game called uh, Enchanted Portals, which was, yes, a, a perfect rip-off. Um, uh, this this is more of a shmup where you drive a for people that are listening and obviously not watching. Essentially, what you've got you're, you're driving a a, a taxi. Um, you're, you're you're flying a taxi actually around the screen and shooting loads and loads of enemies. There doesn't really there isn't much more than that. They got made some crazy money. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah it, 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 it's just a shmup, but obviously very very um, uh, 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 boss heavy, like Cuphead and. Uh, what what do you think, um, uh, Mike Towns? Uh, after the Enchanted, I can't remember, the one with the witches, uh, kind of, yeah, maybe about this one. Like, I've played a lot of Cuphead too, so that's probably going to add to me getting slightly sick of it. But I, like, I guess because my age, I'm really into that 90s Cartoon Network Nickelodeon sort of aesthetic, like big lines or the weird, ugly, weird Rugrats look and stuff like that, squiggly lines and such. So... And plus, putting the word taxi after something makes me think it's crazy taxi, <laughs> yes. and I love crazy taxi. So. <laughs> I've got to give him credit for uh, calling it galaxy and spelling it the same way that taxi ends as well. That's a uh, nice touch, guys. I noticed that. Wow. Very good. Very good. So, yeah, um, this uh, is coming soon. Uh, do we know? Is this coming as a Kickstarter or is this actually coming as a, a, a game? Do we not know yet? We have absolutely no idea. <laughs> <laughs> right okay <laughs> and that's the best part i think because it's it's open as i say like these kind of indie threads they could either go somewhere it could just be a game jam thing but it looks to me like there's already been a lot of effort into it and i can only hope that they will either turn up on pc or maybe get a kickstarter see it's way onto consoles at very least it'll be a mobile game because that's uh, that's what they do uh from what uh what the other guys were saying so you know what the way it's moving around i'm thinking this might be one that you actually move around on a mobile game you know with your thumb moving the cat moving the uh it's oh i hope that's not the case oh there's button prompts in the top left hand corner of the video which says uh lt so that's a good sign ah it's definitely worth keeping an eye on uh if anything newsworthy comes out regarding this then we will definitely cover it what what, what, what sort of uh cartoon network show would you best uh resemble this too maybe something cow and chicken-esque it, perhaps it's got a bit of hanna-barbera behind it so like the 90s hanna-barbera cartoons maybe something along the lines of courage the cowardly dog or dexter's lab when you uh i said when you said it was a 90s style i thought it was something along the lines of like that toba toja manel game that came out last year or the year before because that had a very sort of nickelodeon sort of animation style Ren and Stimpy. It's like some kind of weird Mandalorian. It's got a bit of that roughness to the kind of content, which I kind of love. So, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. It it kind of looks like they went for the 1930s thing, then realized that computer animation doesn't quite match up to what the Cuphead guys did. So, they just said it's 90s animation just to bring it up to speed. And 
for sure for sure well like i say it's definitely something that we'll keep an eye on and uh if anything does um uh, anything newsworthy comes out about this then yeah we'll definitely cover it again because it's something that i think is well worth keeping an eye on as is uh crash bandicoot 4 which was a playstation 4 exclusive um but for people out there that you can see on the screen crash bandicoot 4 is actually coming out for the nintendo switch where it's getting a free upgrade for the playstation 5 and um the xbox series ports are also uh, on the way as well um so uh yeah i i wasn't able to pick up uh crash bandicoot uh five uh four sorry but uh i think i'm definitely gonna be picking this up mm, probably for the playstation 5 because i want to try and keep it as nice as i possibly can um even though i am a collector for the switch i think yeah it's the playstation 5 one did anyone else actually hear is anyone here actually played uh crash uh four no i'll try to get it for christmas but amazon shoved up the price to 50 quid oh no thank you yeah they did it was a yeah. really expensive game to get yeah, wasn't it disgusting so yeah i wanted it for christmas so I've got to admit, I'm not the biggest fan of uh, Crash Bandicoot in general. But um, one thing I do like is where they took the approach that actually making a proper sequel in the same style, like uh, like the Sonic guys would did with Sonic Mania, um, it's it's proving that it's working. That people want to go back to these like you know somewhat rudimentary platformers, whether it be 3D or 2D. Um, finally we're getting what we want really so i'm actually very tempted to support this um but also it just it just goes to show that classic gaming is still around in some form or other and uh, that's a great sign i'm hoping we see more stuff like this well a lot of the young dads out there and stuff would have grown up with the playstation one era uh you know they're slightly uh five to ten years younger than myself you know being 37 <laughs> so i think this is probably very much the perfect time to release a follow-up to a, a series of games from people that remember those playstation days and um yeah it's uh, quite exciting in that regard uh what i have heard is that this game is absurdly hard to complete compared to the original trilogy uh which is a little bit off-putting um you want to have a fun not easy time but you don't want to break your back playing a, a nice 3d platformer game um but uh yeah i mean <laughs> I'm definitely going to be picking this up now, uh, for sure. Uh, yeah, uh, and like I say, probably getting on the PlayStation Five. Uh, you're going to grab. You're going to finally grab it now, Larry. I will do if it's cheap enough. I've been looking on eBay for a PS4 copy that I could upgrade, and but they're still going for like forty quid now. It's annoying. Yeah. Did they do like a limited run of this or something that made it go up so much? What? Why? Why is this so much more than you know when Death Stranding and that comes out? I think it's just being, they're just being scummy. They're just, they know everybody would want it for Christmas because it'll be locked down and stuff. And Shooting that price up. Yeah, they're trying to hide it behind that Crash Bandicoot Insane trilogy as well, trying to confuse people with that. If you type in Crash Bandicoot 4, you get that as well. Yeah. Everywhere. I mean, that's probably fair enough, isn't it? Late, the, close, the closest search results. And uh, they've done the Crash Team Racing then as well now. So yeah. did you like that? No, well that that was quite scummy as well, because uh, uh, Activision released this game absolutely you know, as it was, and then they stuck a load of microtransactions in as soon as the reviews had come out, so they wouldn't get brought up in the reviews. Really? Surprise mechanics. Yes, and they got into a bit of trouble for that. Yes, so yes. Oh yeah, yeah, the the microtransaction thing. But I, I will say that they do seem to actually be placing a bit of effort into this um into crash bandicoot recently and you know fans of crash bandicoot i'm sure will show their appreciation and with their support but you know we are dealing with activision still so there is that they quite 
they're quite tight with uh, controls about Crash Bandicoot. I mean, they wouldn't let Sony have it for um, that Smash Brothers game, unless they paid an absolute ton of money. What was that game? All-Stars, yeah. PlayStation All-Stars. Yeah, they wouldn't let it. They wouldn't, I mean, Crash Bandicoot's pretty much the, sort of the mascot of the PlayStation one. The unofficial mascot of, yeah, yeah. Sony were insane not to pick up the rights to that. They bought, they bought Naughty Dog, but they didn't buy Crash Bandicoot. They're mad. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's obviously sold well enough for them to, you know, continue pushing this out to Crash Bandicoot 4 and, and obviously the Crash Team Racing after that insane trilogy. And then obviously start bringing back other things as well, like the Spyro uh, Ignited trilogy. I was never the biggest Spyro fan, in all honesty. No, I never I never had it. It was too kiddie for me, so I never I went. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I felt like. Yeah, I was I was finishing secondary school when that came out, and and, I, and there was a couple of the girls that were into the PlayStation and stuff. They were all playing it, and I was like, you know, I'm really not feeling this. I was, I, I think at the time as well, I was a DJ and I was just obsessed with everything Wipeout, but that's a different story. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Spyro never really done much for me, but I do remember putting a stupid amount of hours to 100% crash free. That was, I a good game, that was yeah. a That was the perfect crash game. It's probably my favorite time. But yeah. Um, it's coming out to other consoles, as we all predicted, if I'm honest, the same way that they treated it with the um, uh, the, the original Insane Trilogy. I'm just hoping when it comes out in Japan, Sega are publishing it, because I like to get my boxes that have Sega. Like, I'll probably buy that. And the and the art is usually like fantastic as well, the difference in art between... Uh, it's going to have the same artwork in Japan. Really? Oh, what a shame. They're using the same character this time, yeah. It's not going to have that weird look of Crash Bandicoot anymore. And also... Oh, and also, they've already got a Crash Bandicoot 4 in Japan. The uh, Wrath of Cortex was called Crash Bandicoot 4. Uh, yeah. That's right, yeah. Yes, it was called Crash Bandicoot 4, wasn't it? Yes. So, m- moving over to our next topic. I'm actually going to let Grizzly take the helm with this because um, you know so much more about it than me. He's, on the, he's the guy that chose the subjects and he's the guy that knows a lot more about what's been going on with CD Projekt Red. Grizzly, what's going on with CD Projekt So... It's a bit of a doozy. Um, so over the past couple of days, um, CD Projekt Red placed that, sent out a tweet. So hackers have broken in to the secure servers and have gained access to all of the source code that C- CD Projekt Red have worked on thus far. So that means that they have full access to the source code of Witcher 3 unreleased code of Witcher 3 so there's a lot of content which hasn't been produced for whatever reason then you have uh, Cyberpunk of course, the Gwent card game, but not only that it goes a bit deeper because they now have access to all of employee details, administration legal details, it's an absolute mess and it's if you were a games company this is basically the keys to the kingdom that has been stolen So the hackers left a ransom note. They haven't exactly divulged what the demands are. um, But what they are saying is if those demands are not met, then the codes, source codes and all of the details will be released publicly. And the hackers are making good on that threat because they've already released the source code of the Gwent card game um, onto file sharing sites, which I'm not going to give the, uh, the location off because I'm not sure if I complete I, I don't agree with this at all. Um, I think what would be quite nice here is if we are in our angriest, villainous uh, Larry Bundy voice. Would you be able to... Who, me? Okay, let me just... Uh... Give us a read of the ransom note, Larry. I have, yeah. It's going to sound like a Bond villain. Hello, CG Project. You, your, have been epically pwned. Who the f*** uses the word pwned in 2012? 
Um, we have dumped full copies of the source code from your P- pre-perforce server for <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077, Witcher 3, Gwent, and the unreleased version of Witcher 3. We have dumped all your documents relating to accounting, administration, legal, HR, investor relations, and more. We have inc- we have encrypted all your servers, and um, but we understand that you will most likely recover from backups. If we will not come to an agreement, then your source code will be sold or leaked online, and your documents will be sent to our contacts in gaming journalism. Your public image will go down the shitter even more, and people will see how your shitty company functions. Investors will lose trust in your company, and the stock will dive even lower. You have 48 hours to contact us. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Larry. Thank you. Well done, mate. There you go. There you go. Done, done, done. So, um, yeah, CG Project actually uh, responded uh, to the villainous uh, message that went out. Yesterday, we discovered we that we will find have- you. Say it again. We will find you and we will kill you. A particular set of skills, etc. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, we discovered that we have become a victim of a targeted cyber attack due, uh, due to which some of our internal systems have been compromised. Um, an unidentified actor gained unauthorized access to our internal network, collected certain data belonging to CD Projekt Capital Group, and left a ransom note, the content of which we released to the public. Although some devices in our network have been encrypted, our backups remain intact. We have already secured our IT infrastructure and began restoring the data. We will not give in to the demands nor negotiate with the actor, being aware that this may eventually lead to the release of the compromised data. We are taking necessary steps to mitigate the consequences of such a release, in particular by approaching any parties that may be affected due to the breach. We are still investigating the incident. However, at this time, we can confirm that to our best knowledge, the compromised system did not contain any personal data of our players or users of our service we have already approached the relevant authorities including law enforcement and the president um, of the personal data protection office as well as it forensic specialists and we will closely cooperate with them in order to fully investigate this incident so according to cd project red at least it's not the um uh, the gamers data uh, that's gonna get um it's gonna get leaked it's their own staff uh, <laughs> these guys cannot catch a break <laughs> well being a polish company they know full well what can happen if they have a breach of gdpr this bad uh gdpr this badly that they're, they're talking about um i think it works out about 40 percent of your turnover if you get caught out uh with with compromised data like this it's it's a massive deal, but um, most importantly, is Poland gets invaded. <laughs> the 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 impact of such a hack is it can't be understated. So now people are able to make copies of the the game. That's the basic. People are able to go into the source code, create executables that run alongside the game. So it means that you can run like hacks or malicious software through it. So as much as people are going, well, this might actually mean that the fans can fix the game. I did have a laugh at that one. Or the fans can make modifications for the game a lot easier. Yes, that is true. It can also create a lot of loopholes and a lot of uh, a lot of issues you don't really want if you're a fan of the game. But 
I've seen a lot of celebration for this, and I completely disagree. I think this is a I think this is an awful way of going about things. And as angry as you are, as you could be about CD Projekt Red and the way they handled Cyberpunk 2077's launch, I can't help but feel for the guys because this is this is devastating to a business. This could close them down. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, you you you're someone, Larry, that's been playing um cyberpunk 2077 uh, what have you been playing it on firstly uh the xbox series x is it as bad as everyone's making out i've only had one bug in it and that was uh, it wouldn't uh, i kept talking to the same npc and the the game cutscene wouldn't move on from there so i had to just reset the game and it was fine again for after that but i've never had any sort of particular issues like everybody else has had Besides hardcore supporter of the show, Mr. Vike Echo, <laughs> who did have a lot of issues with it when he uh, first tried it out, every single person I know that's played this game, I haven't tried it out myself, um, has said they've found one or two bugs at the very most throughout the entire playthrough of the game. Um, uh, and it, it's just like show reels that you see online of people uh, uh, showing the worst they possibly can, you know, to get the views in and God or whatever else and really just show up CD Projekt Red. Whether that's true or not, I mean, like I say, I haven't played it myself. I'm just saying what um, I, I have heard. But um, yeah, like I say, these guys cannot catch a break. Uh, straight after that, this has happened. And I fully agree with what you're saying there. Um, this this is no, there is no reason to celebrate this at all this is this is a terrible thing that's happened um and cd project red definitely should have looked after themselves a little bit more yeah but. yeah th- there is a there is a like a um air of caution about all of this i mean this could happen to anyone this could happen to any business it could happen to any single person the sheer fact of the matter is you know if if there's enough of a target on your back then people will exploit that and that's the unfortunate side of being on the internet and having such an anonymity and i'm the last person that would suggest removing that anonymity because i believe it's important um especially when we're dealing with so many other people every day that we don't even realize are watching what you say or what what you do but it's it's at times like this i i go right well you've if you're going to do your business, if you're going to try and take show your disgust at a company, there are better ways and there are other ways to do so and mm-hmm. definitely not like this. And like you say, this definitely could happen to anyone. Uh, should CD Projekt Red have put more precautions in place? Definitely. But it can happen to everyone. You know, this reminds me back from when um, uh, Half-Life 2 uh was hacked and that was at the time the the the, uh, the cyberpunk 2774 its time it was the most like everyone was going crazy oh my god you know it's coming out soon it's coming out soon and you know yeah half-life 2 was um was it completely leaked I'm, I'm i'm trying to remind myself if it was completely leaked but it was definitely um uh broken into and the guy was playing around himself with uh, uh what he managed to get out of those servers so uh yeah yeah um is it this is not good news in the slightest um i feel bad for all the people that have a slightly buggy game <laughs> i feel predominantly sorry for all the people who have now been essentially doxxed and are in someone's some random person's like notepad file with their address on there and their payment details and their credit card information all of the employee payroll information this is horrible for sure, for sure. Have you got anything to add on this one, King Monkey? Yeah, I'm, I'm the same as you guys. There's nothing to celebrate about this. 
it's just like it's something that you can imagine if you're the other end of this your heart's in your mouth because you're wondering what what information they've taken because there's always that thing where you don't know until you look and like i said there's no need for however angry you are at a company to do what they've done and like um grizzly's saying it can shut them down now like that they're gonna have to wait and see what goes on mm-hmm. the, like how they're gonna get judged on it um but it's not like you're just a scumbag basically if you've like hacking anyone is a scummy thing to do personally from my point of view it's just these these people are you know they've got no conscience it's just why have you you know to do this and then just put in demands to a company that like you say have already had like the shit kicked out of them let's be fair they've had the worst year yeah they really have they got absolutely destroyed yeah they're already on the downer now you're just trying to do this um i just think whoever's done it just i hope they actually get caught but chances of that slim isn't it and everyone can say yeah take precautions take precautions but like you say anyone um, if there's enough people going at you they're going to find a way around to circumvent your security out there it's, you know that's how it works sure. yeah uh, I, I i got hacked about six months ago or so uh i got locked out of my own channel all my own emails freaked out big time um yeah so there you go uh, it, like, I, I, I'm not saying that I've got more <laughs> more precautions in place than CD Projekt Red, but I'm just saying it literally can happen to absolutely everyone. It, in fact, it's more likely going to happen to the big companies because um, uh, there's so many people working there. It only takes one person to accidentally click that link and you know not realise that the W's a V and oh my god, where am I going now? And you know, in 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 those um, those links that come through, it, it they you know they will eventually get through it's uh just how weak is your weakest link at your company and uh unfortunately yeah there you go someone got in well, i've had to cancel a credit card last week same thing i, I got a data discs album had been sent to uh, my workplace where obviously like i'm at home now so um they contacted me by sheer fluke i had a text message from royal mail saying oh blah 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 pay two pound ten to get it re-delivered had no in, like what are the odds that like i've got a piece of mail and then clicked on this link and it's a freaking spam website that i hadn't um and i put my cvv thing fortunately I, I noticed quick enough but um i had to turn my credit card off and i can't get through to the fraud team because it's every time i'm on hold for like 40 minutes and let's like, see i'm you know i'm fully aware of how you know these things work um and even then you just get caught like I say this was just a stupid spam text message. Yeah, I had a card um a few months ago get yeah uh, hacked and they used it to order something off a menu log. Yeah, I get those emails. I get I get those emails all the time. I had two yesterday, in fact. Like, and I don't know, is it the same for you, Larry? I get daily, multiple times in some cases, um, offers to be sponsors on my channel. If I uh, all you got to do is just message me on WhatsApp and we'll get it going. Yeah, um, is it that? post.cz email address oh it's all the time i I get rus as well russian ones and it's just like so so many and they managed to get through because my all my emails go to a personal email i have my 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 business email uh at slopes game room website email and then that actually gets forwarded to my gmail so it manages to get through two sets of filters and they still come into my main not even my spam it's nuts it's nuts um but yeah it, it happens all the time and um it just takes that one time 
to click. Uh, you think that you, you're pretty savvy. You can normally see when, you know, someone spelt PayPal slightly wrong or whatever it may be. Um, every time that you do your taxes as a, um, uh, as a as a private company you can almost guarantee within the next week you're going to get a phone call on your phone telling you that that, that that someone literally the police you need to contact us now we're going to come around there and arrest you um the first time i ever was a uh, you know a uh, uh, you know worked for myself the first time that ever happened i rang them up and i was like whoa i'm so scared and then i realized when i was speaking to the guy i went yeah this is fake and but it got me that far that yeah it, it can happen to anyone it can happen to anyone but anyway um i get phone calls every day answer messages stuff same Amazon's taken out a yearly subscription thing. If it's if it wasn't mm. correct, please bring up. There's the also um, <laughs> there's also one last thing to add from me about the whole CD project situation. Um, people might have noticed that it says CD project and not CD project red, and that's because this is the the capital group. Um, so you're like the parent company. So what's significant about that is it's not just the game developer side; it's also um, site that some people probably already use which is goodoldgames.com or gog.com this affects them as well and that is for people who don't know what gog.com is it's essentially the pc marketplace like steam but um it removes removes digital rights management from the games and that's where the majority of CD Projekt Red's games get sold, um, usually for a better discount than you'd find anywhere else. Um, but also a lot of old old school uh, PC games, such as like Clive Barker's Undying and uh, hopefully soon Alien vs Predator 2, like, if, 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 if this isn't a massive setback. Um, they do a lot of indie games too. Definitely, yeah. Um, it's, it's a great bastion for people who want ownership of their PC games, which you just don't get if you buy through the likes of steam because of everything's hidden behind an account yeah yeah there's a lot of the um complete histories i've done wouldn't be exist if it wasn't for gog uh things like uh mdk the only way the only way i could possibly find a way to play gog um uh mdk was via uh, uh gog uh the theme hospital theme park series were obviously all on there all of those classic 90s um games uh for the most part not all of them i still don't think there's an easy way to play beavis and butthead the virtue stupid virtuality or whatever it's called virtual stupidity that one you can play the playstation version there's only in japanese one isn't it i thought that was a japanese exclusive it is it is but you just play you know is there an english mode on there no it's fully in english they just dumped it over there they do a lot of that the uh intro is definitely not I know, like, you know, like, that beauty isn't better than our real models. You know, that that's all in Japanese. And it's <laughs> oh, wow. quite funny to listen to it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did a uh, history in the games, and the very first thing I did was show off that intro. So go back and look at that if you want to hear some <laughs> incredibly fast-speaking Japanese person read the intro to the Beavis and Butter show, you can. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's a good site. It's, um, yeah, especially for PC retro gamers, you can find so much on there you cannot literally find anywhere else. So uh, I do, do uh, The bundles are good, too. They are, they are indeed, indeed, and um, yeah. So we're obviously all in agreement. Say what you want about Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, which definitely does seem to be blown out of proportion a fair bit. Um, CD Projekt uh, definitely does do not deserve it. No, no, no. So, so onto something a lot more upbeat. Uh, quite a quick topic this one, but something that I'm very, very passionate about. Res Infinite creator 
is getting a next gen follow-up. So um, I'm going to completely butcher his name as I always do in all of my complete histories. Tetsuya uh, Mitsuguchi, which actually I think that is the right way you pronounce that. But he's the guy that created the original uh, Res. Um, among other games, we're talking Child of Eden, that, uh, that Fantasia game that came out. Um, am I... Tetris Effect, yes, yes, that's right. Did he have a hand? Did he have anything to do with Panzer Dragoon, or am I making that up? It just seems like a very similar game. I didn't know if there was something to do with that. But either way, yes, there's a new one coming out. The very, very early stage of development, as he actually puts it himself. Um, this uh, came out uh, in an interview for Japanese magazine Famitsu. And, um, yeah, it's starting its life as a PlayStation 5 project. Um, stupidly excited stupidly excited and yes thank you very much mr sancini in the uh, chat yes he also was a part of the um uh, lumines series which is utterly fantastic and so does that mean he worked on the tetris effect as well he did yeah yeah, yeah tetris effect, so yes. his yeah. his classic sega properties because he's pretty much sega through and through up until the ps2 era mm-hmm. uh, he worked on sega rally championship manx tt superbike sega rally 2 star wars trilogy arcade and of course, both Shenmue and Space Channel Five. Yay, Space Channel Five! Awesome. Yeah, I should know this. I've done histories on these videos, but there you go. <sighs> this is nothing but a good thing. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure King Monkey's uh, loving the fact that this is this one's coming. Yeah, it'll persuade me to actually buy a console. I'll make my decision based on that. Cause I'm not, I'm not in a rush to get anything next gen. Um, right now well ps5 or right. xbox there's nothing on there that entices me right now but something like this is something that would like sway me whether i go one way or the other mm-hmm, mm-hmm. would you uh, a big res or space channel 5 fan or anything like that uh, space channel 5 actually put on my instagram just this week which is a bit of a coincidence so uh, yes um res i never played um never got around to playing so right. i didn't have a dreamcast when the dreamcast was actually out I bought the Dreamcast pretty much when it was like dead in the water and got loads of cheap stuff. Um, so I never got around to playing Res. To be fair, that was the time when that game came out, wasn't it? I remember Res was a very late title in the Dreamcast life. It came out, it was still, um, didn't it not have the vest or something? The right? Trance Vibrator, hands up who had one of them. That's the thing, yeah. <laughs> But that was a PlayStation 2 uh, accessory rather than a Dreamcast accessory, if I'm not mistaken. It, yeah. I bought one of them. Did you? Yeah. It's literally a love egg, isn't it? Like, there's... it's worse. It's a square thing, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you're supposed to do with it exactly. Oh wow! It's literally you're supposed to like essentially sit on it. So that's what I'm saying. It is literally a love egg. You're supposed to like clench it onto your skin so that all it does is just vibrates. It's a vibrator awesome. that you would have inside your controller, but it's on a in an egg shape. <laughs> it's just like it's a. Uh... Very popular of the ladies, so so yeah. they said. Um, there are there are yeah. videos online of when that first came out with uh, ladies testing <laughs> it, and uh, they they got the views. They got the views. <laughs> yeah, sure, they did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I, maybe I need to buy one of these uh, res love eggs and sit on it. Get get some views as well. That'd be good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and little did you know, guys, for the last two hours, I've been sitting on this. And then I lose all my subs. And every time I speak, I get a buzz. <laughs> <laughs> I have got the um I've got the vest. Um not there wasn't a res one, but I got like this this vibration vest thing that was like you're supposed to like feel the impact of when you get shot and punched. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did the artwork for that. Did you? Yeah, well well they they re released it in the early two thousands, uh Daytel. They bought the picked up the rights to it and they they did a they're gonna re release it 
and I'd done the artwork for them for oh, it. Oh, brilliant! There you go. Anime artwork, yes. I've always wanted one of those. But I, I love the I love the uh, uh, the Sun done a review of it, and because it, it was like two hundred fifty pounds when it first came out, and the Sun said it's just cheaper to go out and have a fight with someone. <laughs> <laughs> Good old the Sun, back in the old page three days. Yeah, but the uh, sales have gone down <laughs> since then. But um. Yeah, I mean, I, I, a new Res, a, a follow-up to Res. Uh, you know, it, you know what style of game they're going for. Like everything he's done since Res has pretty much been that, hasn't it? Um, yeah, this is. Yeah, I mean, I I just hope they don't default to it just being the original Res, but here's an extra level because they've done that kind of twice now. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like. I I loved what they did with Area X and. From the press release that, well, from the the interview in Famitsu, sorry, not press release, because this is, I'm surprised this hasn't gone wider. But um, from what they have said, at the Area X VR level, that was created exclusively for PSVR and then later ported to the PC and Oculus Quest, that is essentially the pre a prequel or the sign of things to come and that level was amazing because it was like it wasn't like the rail shooter res it was a full-on explorable space where you yeah see loads of stuff going on and interact with everything so even better in vr yeah even if it isn't called like all range mode yeah that's it yeah it's like Star Fox uh 64 all range mode in res which is everyone should be really excited about. But um, even if the next project isn't called Res, even if it isn't, I'm really excited to see what they do because no one does like this visual aesthetic thing with music quite like Tetsuya Mitsuguchi. Um, I feel like him. Is this the same guy that did Vib Ribbon? Unfortunately, not. No. No, I believe so. Okay. Yeah. I'd love to see what he would do if you could uh, like import your own music and it developed visualizations based on that but you know i'm just going to sit here and dream about that now unfortunately if they did that you know it'd be some because didn't playstation during the playstation 4 because i remember cad icarus actually had an email go out from playstation themselves where he had his playlist of music that he chose uh for the playstation 4 they had like prodigy and stuff like that on there but it was basically their own spotify and i do feel like if they did their own music it would obviously be heavily integrated to whatever that thing was even if it is still a thing but um yeah Full up to res. Come on, who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want that? Uh, like you say, more res, not the same res plus one extra level. That's what we want. That's what we want. For sure. Uh, which finally brings us into our final topic. Well, that was our final topic. Which finally brings us into our final bit of information, which is our kicks uh, starter of the week. Um, and technically, this is one you can't even back, uh, but you can still pre-order it. Battle Axe. The amazing looking battle axe, which heavily um, has a lot of the guys on there from the incredible Xeno Crisis, which I was playing a little bit earlier on tonight. Again, if Xeno Crisis came out 20 years ago, it would be in every single Mega Drive fan's top five games of all time. Guaranteed. It's a fantastic, fantastic game and one of the best soundtracks on the system. Well, those guys um, are working on a sort of, what would you say this is? Like a herx adventure zombies ate my neighbors top down it's got a bit of a uh gauntlet type game yeah it's got a bit of like a golden axe but like zombies ate my neighbors vibe to it i think oh nice yeah action rpg kind of it's extra so stunning uh again they're doing people doing pixel artwork again but it's like the best it can be it's so beautiful <laughs> i like how it's called battle axe and you're saying how it's sort of a action rpg uh golden axe and 
the first thing I thought of was Axe Battler. Right. Oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the game's gone gold. Um, so it's coming very, very soon. In fact, um, for people that are watching this live, check out uh, this Twitch channel tomorrow because there's going to be... A, it's only about 10 minutes long, but they're doing a uh, a preview of it because uh, Numskull were the people that actually picked it up to become the publishers of this game. Um, they're going to do a little, like, sort of Nintendo Direct... Uh, showcase of some upcoming games and there's a nice big heavy section based entirely on this so this is oh man this this is right up there my most anticipated games of 2021 it just it just screams me all over i i cannot wait for this looks like zelda dark souls <clears throat> oh for sure well, it looks it looks great i mean the animation the the fluidity of everything and just the detail of the graphics just looks fantastic mm-hmm. it just looks like it's going to be a great time um, sure. I really look forward to playing this one. And you backed it, didn't you, uh, Grizzly? I um, I I often say I'm going to back things and never never get round to it, but I will definitely pre-order the oh, game. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Did anyone else in the, <laughs> yeah, um, the chat same. here back this one? Just me. Yeah, I, I, I'm getting that. Oh, you you did, yeah. Oh, awesome, awesome. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, yes, stunning, stunning. And I, this is the first time I'm actually looking through this um, footage completely on my own. And I know my name's going to be in there somewhere. Maybe not in this footage, but I am going to be one of the hostages. And man, I am not going to stop playing this until I find myself in there. <laughs> well excited. <laughs> yeah, I've been told the same. So yeah, I missed that on Zeno Crisis. So yeah, this time around, I'll be looking for sure. For sure. There you go. There you go. Amazing. It's random, isn't it? How it comes up. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. which makes it better because obviously if you're like crap at games and your your name's on like level seven of Zeno Crisis or whatever, you're never going to see it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. But even if you're good at games, you aren't getting that far in Zeno Crisis. It's no, solid. It's, it's a hard, hard game. Few people have completed so, that. Yeah, it's nice that it's random. But yeah, the pixel art on this thing is just ridiculous, isn't yeah, it? It's, so it's just on another level. What do you, what do you think of this one, Larry? Uh, well, I need to see more of it, to be honest. I'm, I've only just seen, I only saw the preview of it the other day, but it does look quite interesting. Nothing but a good thing. And the, the guys that are working on this are all fantastic. Also, massive shout out to um, uh, a guy I know called Lee, uh, aka Featurecast, who's actually uh, mastering the soundtrack as well. Like one of my favorite DJs and producers out there uh, at the moment. Uh, I support him on Patreon, and you guys should too. Very, very good. Um, but yeah, there you go. Very excited about this. Nothing but a good thing. Thumbs up all round. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Slopes Cast, the retro gaming news show recorded live on Twitch on the 11th of February 2021. If you want to listen in live, the next recorded episode will be on the 18th of February 2021 over on twitch.tv forward slash Slopes Game Room at 10pm UK time and 2pm Pacific Standard Time. As standard, if you would like the chance to be in in a future episode, then please do consider becoming a Patreon or YouTube member. And finally, if you have any new stories for me, then feel free to drop them in a dedicated room over on Discord at discord.gg forward slash Slopes Game Room. And until next time, guys, this is DJ Slopes signing out, and hopefully I'll see you all next time.